0: On this episode, we share our favorite Mandalorian Easter eggs and debate whether there really is a difference between the Empire and the New Republic. You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing
1: through him. And between it all,
2: balance.
1: Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins
2: you are right back in the mess
3: keep your concentration here and now where it belongs
1: all this is as the force wills it
4: just when you think you understand the force you find out how little you actually know
3: i may fail you may fail but there is no try we would be honored if you would
0: join all right, well, welcome once again to A Voice of the Wills. I'm Matt Elmuccio, and I'm here, as always, with Elena Source. Welcome, Elena. It feels like it's been a really long time.
4: I know. We took our little holiday break, and it's like we're in a whole new year now. It's so it does year. feel like some time has passed. I had an <laughs> opportunity to make a joke there, and it totally failed, but...
0: Didn't work out. Yeah, that that Oops. happens, you know. Oops. Such is such is life. We also have <laughs> Albert Torres. Albert, how you doing, bud? Hello there. Hello there. And Rodney Clark. Yo, Rodney, welcome in. Hi guys, how are you? Um, you know, it, it's one of those weird things that, like, it's almost like you don't ask that question nowadays.
4: Because everyone's just, just like, <laughs> like ugh.
3: At least now it's, yeah, it's, just, uh, it's socially acceptable for people to say, "Oh my God, I'm dealing with seasonal depression." And I had so many deaths in my family, and yada yada yada. And the only answer you can give people is like, "Yeah, I feel you, bro. Like, you should you should see all the stuff I've been going through. It's crazy, and it's like not a bad thing to dump your woes on people who literally just ask about them anyway."
2: So
4: yeah, because because for the most asking. part, most people are in the same boat. So we're just kind of all in this. One boat together, just trying to keep it afloat. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe oh we God. need to maybe we need to change the greetings. Anyways, I know we don't want you to dwell on this. We should talk about Star Wars because Star Wars is something that makes us feel good. Um, and so let's let's go that direction. Um, so, anyways, um, we've all seen The Mandalorian, um, watched it um, in some cases, maybe even seen episodes multiple times. Um, and, um, you know, it is the Star Wars that we have right now, even though there was the announcement of all the new stuff coming out, which was super exciting. Um, I, you know, that might be its own topic at some point just to discuss all the different things that are coming out. Um, but the Mandalorian, um, now with season two done, um, there are a lot of really cool things that have been in there and I thought. Well, let's uh, let's dive into maybe what is our favorite Easter eggs in the show that we've uh, that we've noticed or have had somebody point out or whatever, because there are a ton. It seems like everything that's in the show. The backbone
4: of the show is is uh, Easter eggs and fan service, which is not a bad thing, but that's literally the show.
0: <laughs> right. It's a lot of deep cuts. You're right about people, that. You're that's right.
4: why people love it though. That's the thing, is that if it's almost like a love letter to the diehards that's like, oh yeah, like you watched, you know, this episode of Rebels, you know, a couple years ago. Well here you go. Here's a little here's a little Easter egg for you because only you would know of this and no one else.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I also feel like it's it's a show that can has done a great job of doing both because I just heard from a friend uh, recently, who's never talked to me about Star Wars ever? and he was like, "Oh, yeah, we watched uh we watched the Mandalorian over break. and it and it was really cool and so for them, the Easter eggs go by with unnoticed because they don't really they hadn't really watched too much stuff, so
4: but they don't um, I like think the show they don't lose anything either like it's it's kind of just an added quality to the show where it doesn't. It's not. I mean, there were some things that were definitely driving the plot that they were adding in, but like a lot of those nods were just kind of an appreciation for Star Wars in general.
0: Right. And there's some deep cuts. So it's it'll be, you know, it's always fun to try to find some of those little things and see what you notice. Um, or, you know, eventually some people are pointing out all these things and see if you noticed it before other people noticed it um, or whatever. Or somebody points it out and you're like, that's amazing. Um, there are so many of them, so I figured we'd we'd go through and see what some of our favorites are. You know, you can either say one favorite, or you, if you have a few different favorite Easter eggs, and I use that term broadly to mean whatever you want it to mean. So um, let's see, uh, Rodney, I'm gonna start with you today.
3: Uh, all right. Why you don't got any Easter eggs? You know, you know what? Um, one of the side effects of um, quarantine madness is like my memory has gone like. I honestly couldn't right now. Before I googled it, because that's literally what I was doing while you were doing the intro. I had to google it because I could The only one I could think of was seeing um, the droid with the bad motivator, the red one. Okay, yeah, from episode oh, R- four. R- 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 yeah, that that was the only one that I could really think of. Like it came to uh, the only one that can come to mind. And uh, so I'm, I went of all to Google all the Easter eggs. Are all like the Easter eggs you liked? No, literally, I couldn't think of Easter eggs. I I couldn't. I had to look. Uh, all right. Terms. Well, it, it, sorry. Well, before you go go through the Google list, uh, maybe we see what other ones people
0: notice that they want to throw in there. there um, so, Albert, do you have any favorites?
1: Uh, I have two. Um... The first one being the ice cream ma- machine.
4: Oh, that they put the, the Beskar payment in, yeah. the, in the ice cream machine. I, I think I s- like screeched so loud when I saw that on screen. I was like, no way that they Bel- actually brought this in. Believe they it talk or not, about it in yeah. the what is it called Disney Gallery the, the like kind of behind yeah. the scenes. And they talk about it, they're like, Yeah, there's like, you know, at Star Wars Celebration, there's this group of people that actually dress up like that really obscure character and they run around the con
1: yep, with
4: I, the ice cream machine. They're I experienced like
1: experienced that and it's very it's, hilarious. Like It's uh,
4: incredible. And it's such an like uh oh. I love I love being a Star Wars fan. The story
1: that I love that I love every single time they mention the running of the hoods is the one Taylor says uh, because during uh, Star Wars celebration he was one of the tank drivers at the tank um, display.
4: Oh, and uh, he was watching And them.
1: he was there. He was there on top when they came running in. He had no idea. All he said it was it was just a sea of orange and they just surrounded him.
4: <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Nope. Ice cream
0: and, so and so wait, flames. let's dive into that. So for those people who cuz we do have some listeners who aren't as well versed in the, in the Star Wars lore in Empire strikes back when uh, Cloud City gets invaded and Lando decides to tell everybody to evacuate um, the city, there's this random guy running in an orange jumpsuit through um, Cloud City holding an ice cream maker. And it became like a, a running joke about this guy just had to save his ice cream maker. Um, and it eventually well, they, became they just they a big fan it by thing. I'm
4: saying that he was like, carrying like, important data or some kind of whatever.
2: At yeah, this point, at some this is, point, it is but, but leave it
4: to Star Wars fans to pick out like the most random background character. Not even the character, the 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 pink shorts guy. The boom guy on a, yeah, the set of a new a hope is, Believe it is or not. an icon in the Believe Star it or not, Wars the boom
1: guy fandom. was actually following the uh, the the hoods while they were oh, running so around there the There were a con. couple
4: people dressed up at the last celebration as the, yeah. the pink shorts boom mic guy. <laughs> like he was, was behind the She with was it. wearing a one piece with like a ma- like the hairy man's like stomach, oh, like it was God. a printed one piece bathing suit. So she was wearing this with the pink <laughs> oh, shorts. Man. So yeah,
0: funny. so. Th- so that's almost like an Easter egg of an Easter egg in a way. Um, but it, that's a good one. That's, it's a, that's not even definitely a character.
4: good one. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the boom mic guy, but that's just right, to show guy, you how, yeah. how crazy uh, so, the fandom is sometimes. So
1: not only was like the first time the first time I was watching the episode, I actually did not notice it at first until uh, someone pointed it out to me like, hey, that's the ice cream machine. I'm like,
2: Wait a
1: minute. <laughs> you're right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but that, it, was, that it was like was the first w-
0: moment in the show where it was like flat out like they're gonna give us some great Easter eggs um, yeah. in this one, and it was de- it was definitely for the hardcore fans. It wasn't like uh, like.
4: Yeah, like, and that's an example of like, if you didn't know what that was, you weren't really losing anything. But if you did know, you're you're gonna get excited. I'm
1: just sad that I didn't notice it the first time. The second time is when yeah. oh, surprised God. you
4: didn't. I, I immediately was like, <gasps> I,
1: I don't know. I I was just I was just watching it and was just spacing out like low key. Um, but like since it was the first uh, what was it? It wasn't the first episode, was it? Um, the second episode. First I think. or second? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was well, yeah. Well, whatever. It was the only episode out. I felt like watching it again. Someone pointed it out to me. and I'm like, dude, you're right. But that's not. It's not only that. Uh, that I know. Uh, Easter egg um, it would have to be when um, Boba Fett was talking to. Uh, I forgot uh, the name of the girl. Um, it was the one that was hanging out with Bo uh, Katan. Um, yeah, I don't, oh, I don't know if her name's right. ever it said it on screen. Oh, no,
4: it, it is. I just can't. Freaking remember what it is? Well, I
1: don't know. Okay. Actually, if it was her, I think Mind it was actually yeah. Bo-Katan. I think it was actually Bo-Katan who mentioned it. She a Betty. We stand <laughs> where she mentions. Um, I can't her name. where she mentions like, oh, you're not even Mandalorian, and 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 um, practically he doesn't even have to remove his helmet just to basically like get down to the nitty gritty of it to know that he wasn't a Mandalorian and in fact was a clone. When she mentioned, yeah, I, I heard your voice a, th- uh, a million times before. Right. Uh, oh,
4: that. So, so the nod to Clone Wars. I mean, Bo Katan thing- in, in herself was the nod to Clone Wars, but having that, that connection where she says that, I've heard your voice thousand times before, I was like,
0: oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that whole, the, uh... I remember that
4: whole episode. I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's Bo Katan. It's happening. <laughs> Although, was that the second appearance of Bo-Katan, or was it in that initial episode where they introduced her? No, it was Wasn't the second the-
0: appearance. It was in the second, yeah, when she... Yeah.
4: I mean, Every time she was on screen, I was freaking out. I mean, it was just so exciting.
1: Um, and no, the fact that, scene, that it's, yeah, the origi- sort
4: of. it's the original voice actress, too, so that's another nod in itself right there, so...
0: Yeah, and yeah, seeing, the, seeing that helmet in... In the episode was pretty darn exciting. Um, pretty darn exciting. I got pretty pumped about that. That was a nice little Easter egg for you. The, um,
1: the reason but, why the yeah. reason why I actually mentioned the the whole thing with like noticing uh, his voice is that most of the newer generation of Star Wars people who are watching, um, like, would know Boba Fett is a clone more or less, but like, forget that, uh, um, that. Bradley D. Baker isn't, you know, the only voice for the clones. Well, they As, used
0: him to replace. They they replaced it in yeah, *Empire Strikes
1: Back*. They replaced the voice
0: with
4: uh For Timur the live-action Boba, it's yeah. I can never say his name, yeah. but the actor that's his voice. But in clone, in the actual show, any like the the show, the video games, it's D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, but it's for D. Baker. live action, they use the actor. Because he has a pretty distinct voice himself, and I, I personally really like that they. I know some people probably would hate me for it. I like his voice, so when they replaced it uh, in the special editions, I was like, Great.
1: which I find, which I find odd that they would actually mention the uh, the whole like I heard your voice a thousand times or whatever, considering the fact that like in the game Battlefront Two, especially, uh, and also with the uh, the re releases of the uh, the original uh, trilogy. They keep Uh t- Uh Morrison's voice for Boba Fett. Oh, but, but that's cl- that's already
4: getting meta. That's that's already.
1: Yeah, but yeah. the clones. Uh, <laughs> that's Ravity already Baker. beyond
4: the show. That's me- getting meta.
1: I, I know, but uh, but that, but that's a little thing. I, like I've noticed that, like you. you the mention really... of
4: her of his voice isn't literal. It's the fact that he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a clone.
1: Right, right. So.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, nice. Those are those are two good ones, Elena. What do you got for us?
4: I couldn't narrow it down. Immediately, the first one. There was a
2: few. (laughs) The
4: first one that came to mind for me personally was the Loath Cat. That excited me more than anything because I never thought that they would bring the. Like, never. I would have never guessed that the Loath Cat would make an appearance. But the fact that it did was really exciting because it's a really interesting. um, uh, uh, I won't say character design, but I guess animal design in the Star Wars universe and the way it was animated in Rebels. But to see it in like a live action setting. Yeah, I thought they would make I, it was it was a
0: weird thing because I thought they'd make it look more cat-like, but they kept it like mm-hmm. pretty true to what it, like, it looked the like. They kept it like the way it
4: looked in Rebels. But I was also like kind of wondering what the heck a loath cat was doing on that planet because it it's in the name loath cat that it's from Lothal. but I guess I guess you see species of ca- like animals and stuff like on different planets. So maybe it was imported or something. Um another one that I thought was pretty funny that actually happened in the last season, in like the last episode or two. Um, I don't know if we actually talked about it or I talked about it with someone else, but they mentioned when they go to the refinery, you you hear, uh, I don't know if it was a stormtrooper or something, mention TPS reports
0: yes
2: <laughs> That so was, that I didn't was pick funny. up on it
4: but somebody mentioned to me like a day later they were like oh like did you catch that easter egg it's like a nod to office space and I was like oh my god how did I miss that so I thought that was a really interesting one because it's it's an easter egg but it's not Star Wars so I, th- I thought it was funny that they just kind of threw that in as like a little like I don't even know Um, It it was,
0: that one was, that was a good, that was a good one. You know, like all my buddies, even the ones who like aren't super Star Wars fans, like got super excited about that one because, you know, that that movie came out when we were in college. Because
4: if you're, if you're not a hardcore fan, but you have, you know, if you're like most people probably seen Office Space, you'd be like, oh yeah, I recognize, I mean, except for me, I I totally like missed it. But, um, somebody actually made,
3: somebody actually made an Imperial TPS report. (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, I think I saw that. I I love you We need to
3: start handing them. those out at troops, man. We need to start <laughs> handing I out. I, them. I saved it. So when I troop in my Imperial officer, I'm literally going to be writing them up with a clipboard and handing them out on people.
2: That's
4: so funny. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple more small ones. So as a okay. toy-like lover collector um, from the first season, the Imperial Troop Transport... That was like the first right. time that you actually see that somewhere, like in the Star Wars universe, right? Because those were no, toys not initially. first time
0: live. It was on. It was in, in live Rebels. action. Okay, right. Yes, That's right. You're right. Re- I
4: forgot about that. So that was an interesting, uh, like nod, because uh, considering that the the toy was initially invented for you know just to sell it was never even in star wars it was the company that made them um and then the and then mando's rifle i don't remember what it's called but the long rifle that he uses to vaporize the the jawas um that's a nod to uh the holiday special yes it was the holiday, that was special? Oh, was a holiday special boba yep. fett has mm-hmm. the, same the original rifle um which he never actually has in the movies but they Bring it back for Mando, so I thought that was really cool that they did that. I also nice thought
0: little... the the fact that he was vaporizing was a nice nod to the to original and *Star Strikes own, Back*. Yeah. When,
4: that's its own Vader. When Vader, when Vader was too.
0: like no no disintegrations and like uh, <laughs> yeah. then you see that right. So I so thought was, that was yeah. that was a cool little like mini Easter egg of, of sorts. But uh, so tying it's on its onto basically your like too yeah right. Tying onto your toy one, there was another one that got me, so, it was, it got me so excited. And, uh, so at the very end of the last episode, when we see Boba Fett go into Java's Palace and, uh, Bib Fortuna is there, he's holding a staff. That staff was never in the movie, but it came with the Bib Fortuna toy, original Kenner toy. It was Ooh. the staff that came with him, and, and I, I saw that, the, and I, I was so excited. They actually put that in the Season 2 gallery, um, I but I was it, so I excited was. when I saw that immediately, and I was like, wait a minute, that's the toy. Um, that got me excited, because they also did a similar thing in um, in Clone Wars with uh, Akbar when they're, when they're in that whole fight with the Quarren uh, on uh, on Mancala. Um, yeah. Akbar, Admiral Akbar came with this like random like stat like I don't even know what it was like as a pointer or something and everybody always made fun of it because it was like why did it come with this little like pointer thing and then they put it in the show and he zaps like he shoots out of this little like <laughs> it's just like a it's literally like a stick and uh, yeah so I enjoy I enjoy when they bring in like those they've also used some of the other toys like some of the other original uh, counter figures that don't look like they were in the movies to begin with. They've added those in the animated, but to see something like that come up in um, in the Mandalorian, that was that was a lot of fun for me to see. Um, Additionally, going off of the. okay, let me get me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So additionally, going off of the troop transport, the other cool thing for us was that the stormtroopers coming off of the troop, troop transport, or at least the ones that gathered with them there were 501st. And so for us, we we knew that we knew that in advance that that was coming in because they'd sort of it's made the rounds. Sitting
4: there waiting for friends.
0: Yeah, so we see we knew there was going to be a big thing, and uh, and if you're savvy like us, you can tell which ones are the um, 501st members and which ones aren't. um, In it, most of the close-up ones, right? Most of the close-up ones aren't. Yeah, they're they're a little bit wider. (laughs) Like you can tell the difference between them. Yeah, because um, that would be awful awesome uh, to
4: ask them to like dirty up their armor that they probably spent so much money on.
0: I'd do it to be in the show. I'd dirty it up.
4: <laughs> you would think maybe they would have some kind of temporary, but maybe if they're bringing in like a new, like a garrison of stormtroopers, maybe they just haven't been there long enough to get dirty yet, you know, or something.
0: Honestly, if you just put some mud on it, it'll wash off. So, like, I don't even think it's that big a deal. <laughs> like, it needs to be temporary, not like what Ferrar stuff. I think the way I would look
1: at it, you will be more screen accurate if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, right. You're you're literally
0: screen accurate, but <laughs> you're literally they, screen um,
1: accurate as is.
4: Didn't they bring in the five hundred first again for the second season? Because I remember seeing some leaked uh, behind the scenes photos from when they were in, uh, in California and in, in L- like outside L A. They were filming. Um, I, I you know, know the planet that they're on, uh, where uh, Grogu was on the on the sit like the rock. He was sitting in. Doing his little uh, meditation uh, yeah. thing. Uh, t- so they were t- filming t- that somewhere outside LA. T- and t- there t- were leaked photos of, like, or maybe they weren't 501st, but they were leaked photos of the stormtroopers. But I assume they were 501st. I was going
0: say, I hope it wasn't the 501st guy because Boba Fett destroyed a lot of that armor. Um, so hopefully it wasn't any of, of our guys who got there. Well, their I'm sure they had, destroyed. like,
4: they, they probably had stunt people for. I know. I'm just. We're going to be beating up like these (laughs) ununionized, you know,
2: actors.
3: (laughs) I'm not sure if this qualifies as a um, uh, Easter egg as much as a callback. But if you remember in Return of the Jedi, when Luke comes in and talks to Bib Fortuna, he says to him something along the lines of "I see great things into your future," and he was like, "Ah," and he let him in. And then you fast forward to the end of yeah. *The Mandalorian*, and you see that he's now in control of all of uh, yeah. Jabba's people. Uh, I don't know if that's an right. Easter egg or and a he callback,
4: he's a chunky boy at the end of the, that well, episode. Yeah. I was like, Sorry, it's, "It's good living
1: he- at the top of the be- mountain, be- you know, beefy boy."
4: Th- yeah,
0: well, the other thing from that from that sequence is uh, is Bib Fortuna saying McClunky, which which also made me laugh pretty hard. Which, if anybody who doesn't know about that one, when the, the latest edit of uh, A New Hope that appeared on Disney Plus. They re-edited it for like the 500th time, This the uh, sequence between Han and Greedo. And I think with the way that they re-edited it, they needed something extra or something. And so he randomly says McClunky, um, which, well, who knows what the heck that means. But then they had Viv Fortuna say it um, in uh, in the last scene. Um, the so that last was- scene was loaded.
4: <laughs> they <It> really <laughs> with all was. all sorts of
0: stuff. You know, and this season had a lot of stuff. I only saw
4: it, I only saw it uh, like once or twice. Did they actually kill him? I don't remember. Did he did Boba actually kill him? Yeah, okay, yes, yeah. I I, I can't bring myself to re watch the episode yet because I'm still so emotionally, like, um, I don't know what the word is traumatized. (laughs) I can't watch the episode without crying.
2: Doing yeah a deep dive well then the, the,
0: then there's the then there's the biggest easter egg of them all which is that episode which is the appearance um of which luke. had a lot of like yes which i think like which the the way that they did that was cool because um you kind of pro, uh, probably everybody was thinking it might be luke or at least there was that was in your head but when you see just the glove um, that was where you knew, and it was the green lightsaber with the glove, and it was just like one of those moments that was was awesome. And I don't, I, love I don't know if that that Everyone as an was Easter like, egg, "Oh, but. it's
4: Mace Windu." I'm like, "What? <laughs> Mace Windu? Get the, get the hell out of here!"
0: Of course, this is a sore t- subject. I don't know if we want to get Rodney in on it because uh, because Rodney certainly. Oh, weren't you was one of the people that hoping. was like,
4: "Oh, it's going to be Mace Windu"?
0: No, he no, wanted I he was, wanted his
4: boy Quinlan uh, Vos.
3: Well, I know. I, I, oh, I have, right. I have my Quillen Voss scene already played out. They're in a bar. The bartender is Quillen Voss, and he touches the glass and uses psychometry and realizes that this guy's doing whatever, whatever. It's a very no, simple, really, easy knob. We don't
4: really know what happened to him, right? Like, we don't know no, if he died he, in he, the
3: purse. No, he, he survived, and he's living well in my headcanon. And until I see otherwise, oh, in your okay. th- there will be no difference. <laughs> Ronnie, um, we're going
4: to live in your headcanon.
3: You should. It's a wonderful place. <laughs> Wait, wait, my, trust me. My, <laughs> if you
4: if you went up into my head, you'd be like, "What the hell's going on here?" Wait, yeah. Wasn't there yeah. a story? Ayla are still alive and happy together. It's you know. What'd you say, great. Albert? It's great. W-
1: wasn't there like a side story with Asajj Ventress and? Um, yep, yeah, but that was all know, before yeah. Order sixty six. Yeah. Oh, that was all before the. Okay, so it's not so he lives. anymore. He lives. Yes, so that, lives that was before sixty
0: six. You're yeah. right. If we
4: can okay. get a Lives t shirts well, then no, I need a Quinlan lives. Dark disciple. With with the two of them. Is canon
3: correct? Yes, but but he, it's
4: before he, but he,
3: Order sixty six. Right.
4: Oh oh yeah, oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was alive at the end of the book.
3: So Quinlan lives. Yeah yeah yeah. T shirts coming soon. Quinlan
0: lives. I mean, he's one we could. <laughs> he's one that could possibly. I mean, if, listen, Filoni has like little guys that he loves, and he could bring in, and you know, now that we've got all of those he shows, there's just, just going to be like. There might be Easter eggs of Easter eggs at some
3: point, you know. Like <laughs> they're already
4: basically doing that. It's like it gets right. now, so like There's
3: lots of. It'd be a great Easter egg to have him sitting at a table, much like he was sitting in episode one, which was literally the creation of that character. Lucas saw him in the background and said, "Hey, that guy looks interesting," and he created Quinlan Vos around this one background extra. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. So, which cause then... You
4: see him in Phantom Menace, and he right. was in. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't Quinlan Voss at the time. Yeah.
3: But Lucas but saw that character. Woman. That's like how they, they went back him and made Quinlan. that old
4: guy on yep. Endor Rex. <laughs> exactly. And it's, its canon.
0: So is so, there a ba- so is, so in your head is there a story for why
3: he's on Tatooine but not talking to Qui-Gon? <laughs> yes, because he's 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 like their secret agent Jedi. You know, uh, <laughs> taking on like different personalities and stuff. There's actually a comic that has him undercover as a pirate and a smuggler and a arms dealer. Like um, so them. that is the explanation for why he's on, and it would make sense because he's on par age wise with Kenobi. So uh, Qui Gon Jinn being a little bit older, there's a higher probability that the two of them never really came in contact with each other. So there, okay, it's canon. There, it's Rodney canon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's definitely
3: Rodney, Rodney Cannon. Kannon. Yes, it's official. There's a, a Rodneypedia.com if anybody wants to uh, <laughs> read the Rodney Cannon. It's up there. It's it's live. Oh. You so, do want to read the Rodney Cannon. I should write it all out. Um, I mean, let's see you, st- you should. It's, it's, it's on it's archive
4: of our own also shared on Tumblr. You can read the full fan fiction. <laughs> uh, oh, the reality. <laughs> Wattpad, uh, well, <laughs> drop the link.
3: Well, I mean, you know, we do voice act. Do voices count as Easter eggs? Like having uh, sure. Filoni as the heavy Mando, and uh, uh, Nick Nolte. No, as Filoni Favro. Favro. Favro is the heavy man. I'm confusing my f words here. Although they did bring um, the
4: directors in. Uh, well, it's it's an them. Easter
0: egg. It's actually an Easter egg to Clone Wars because he played. Because they also named that character Vizsla. So he's got to be a descendant of Free
3: Vizla, who who uh, Favreau did voice. So I guess it's an Easter egg. Well, that's a good question. Do you assume the last name of the clan? Is that how that goes with Mando's? I don't know, man. That's, uh, that Sabine might be Wren a, a question clan for
0: Ned.
4: Because no, <laughs> yeah. Sabine, Sabine's clan was something clan else. Was her
3: le- I thought it was Clan Wren. But her mother was the leader of it. So I don't know if that's just a we We got yeah. to call Ned. We have to call Ned. Yeah, no,
0: seriously.
4: We need a Mando expert.
3: We have Mando <laughs> I, don't I don't know
4: how it works. I don't know.
3: I or think maybe the, uh... we just call, call Filoni. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, don't know. I, I forgot to call him back. Uh, I'll send him a text <laughs> and see what happens. My God. I think the, the, the addition of uh, Nick Nolte as the uh, the, the grumpy old, Guy, I don't have his name. I just have his picture sitting on my uh, my my screen, but I I think that his voice fit that character's face. So I'm very curious if they like modeled the face actually. the which, voice? Which wait? Which guy? Which so, guy? The, the, the I have spoken guy? Quill. The I, I, spoken I have guy. spoken guy. The guy that says I yeah. have spoken. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Quill. Oh yeah. What's okay the yes. name of the So like. Go freaking... ahead, Elena.
4: No, I'm trying to remember the name of the species.
3: Ah! So, uh, I'm curious. Oh, is He's an Ugnat. Uh,
4: Is that how you so, pronounce it? So that
3: species it? was already established or before. Ugnat. I don't know how you pronounce I say Ugnat. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious. It's like, like, did they look at it and say, "Who does this look like that we can get the voice?" And they hired. <laughs> Nick, and it's, it's like it's like a Ron Perlman kind That's of thing. Been a like, Ron joke, Perlman though, looks like, like he belongs in yeah, every why does sci-fi he look movie. Like himself. <laughs> what would you say, Elena? I don't know. They got.
4: No, I was saying that they like people were talking about. I remember during the first season that people were like, "Why does he look like?" nick nolte like
2: it's voiced <laughs> by him but
4: it's not like him him but they made him look like him but it's oh, a woman I don't know was, this, that, right?
2: then,
3: was this species existing in the star wars lore before this yeah. character came out
2: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. from no, them you strikes see back them, uh, okay
3: so it wasn't like it was modeled after nick nolte you see
4: the them day, when so. they put han and carbonite i think right
2: right
3: oh yeah. good point and they appear in Clone Wars and Rebels
0: too. So, like they, and I think even it's uh, a really uh, funny Resistance. Rebels
4: episode with them too. I think, yeah, yeah. No, so
0: well, goofy. there's the one guy who's who's friends with Hondo. Like that guy's an Ugnaught.
4: Yeah, he had a couple um, of them, and they just You did add a couple of those guys. <laughs> they didn't actually yes. like speak Basic. They were just squealing.
0: Yes, My friends, they didn't do. They didn't make Nick Nolte do that. You imagine they made no, Nick no, Nolte squeal all the time.
4: And then <laughs> and then Din Jaren has to talk to him like squeals back.
0: he knows he's clearly
4: Um, multilingual
0: yeah although it it took me a while to figure out so the the one-eyed guy at the beginning of the first episode of season two who's like the like mobster kind of like guy Um, it took me a while to realize that 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 took me a while to realize that that was John Leguizamo Um, but that was kind of cool too he doesn't look like John Leguizamo
3: I'll say that oh no Um, no also okay another uh, throwback the and this was, of course, once it hit the internet, the critics took over, and they literally just called it fan service. The um, Han Solo booth on Tatooine, where the Mandalorian yeah. meets the kid—like that's the same booth where same Solo booth, shot yeah. Greedo in the bar.
0: No, there was a lot. There were a lot of stuff. Well, that whole yeah. thing with the, that whole thing with the EV ninety-nine droids in the. Which are the droids from Java? It's the one droid from Java's palace who yeah. uh, like yells at R two and C three P O, who uh, who gives them their instructions as to what to do. Mm-hmm. Those ones in that in that bar that was a pretty good one. And they even had the 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 one droid who burns the feet of the Gonk droid in yep. Java's palace. Yeah, he was yeah. walking down the street. They had him walking down the street. I think in the episode with Ahsoka. Or one of them, maybe I'm misremembering that. But
3: they I definitely saw him walking down the street. Um, I love the, there burn are, of the robot's I not feet. Either. That's so great. They burned the robot's feet. Yeah. The robot the robot felt it. There's feelings in droids. <laughs> <laughs> feeling, feeling
0: that was, yes, of course,
3: of course. So I mean we could spend
0: a, a, we could spend uh days and days and days 'cause every it seems like every shot is filled with them. Um but those those were some good ones. I think uh, you know, if anybody who's listening wants to share their um, favorites, please let us know. Um, because, uh, yeah, like I said, there are so many awesome, awesome. Um, and yeah, like you Easter said, we eggs. could go on for
4: hours probably talking about them.
0: <laughs> yep. But for now, let's hear from the uh, IHOP Network.
1: Hey, everybody! I'm Steve. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm Seb, and we're dinner on a podcast, and you're listening to the International House of Podcast Network.
0: All right, so now let's get started with our main topic, and we're going to stick with The Mandalorian because uh, we talked about all the different Easter eggs, but there's plenty of topics that come up from that show, too, that are good to explore within the Star Wars universe, and we don't have to keep this conversation um, only to The Mandalorian, but there is a quote, and, and a buddy of mine um, has been sort of, like, talking to me about it quite a bit because um, he's it's fascinated with it in its own right, Um, But um, in the episode where the Mando and Mayfield um, go into the Imperial base um, to find where uh, what's his name ship is um, Gideon Um, in that episode Mayfield as they're driving along um, they see you know a bunch of people on the side of the road who look kind of sad and uh, and he quote quote is what's that. They They look kind of
4: sad. (laughs) That's one way to put it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. They're, you know, maybe maybe I could say that better. But anyways, um, you know, they're talking about it. And Mayfield says, well, the Empire, the New Republic, it's all the same to these people. Um, You know, obviously referring to the fact that they're, you know, still uh, looks like an impoverished situation. um, And it doesn't matter. Whether who's in charge of the galaxy, that it hasn't really helped them. Um, and I thought we'd sort of explore that idea. Do we do we agree with that idea? Do, you know, what are what are, the, are there any is there any nuance to it? Um, you know, how, how do we feel about uh, you know to a lot of people? Um, you know, they're not caring who's in charge, and is that is that even true? Um, perhaps. Um, is, is, is a way to think about it. So, um, you know, I
4: mean, I don't think, I don't keep, yeah, finish your thought, finish your thought.
0: No, no, no. I, I, you know, I, I, I was going to say, you know, um, we often have, you know, full thoughts on, on these things. So I'm interested to see where these kind of, this kind of conversation leads us to, but Alina, what do you think about, uh, about that, you know, that idea?
4: I don't think so much. It's not that they care. Um, I think the privilege of, when we think about it in our in the real world, the privilege of, you know, uh, first world countries is that we are not struggling to survive in the literal sense where, you know, we're worried about shelter and food. We can focus on politics and forming opinions about who's in charge, blah, blah, blah. But for the people like they show these like locals on this planet, they you know, for them, their daily life consists of, you know, making sure that their house is not gonna like, you know, collapse or something and, you know, make sure they have food for the day. Like, that's, they're they're just kind of surviving, and they're not involved, I guess, um, in the greater galaxy. So that's why I would think that that's what that means, is that to them, it doesn't matter. that These people are just invaders. They're not, you know, they don't care about the, the well-being of the locals. They're there to get what they need and get out eventually. Um And it can even, I think can, when he said that it's not exactly related, but it made me think of in the last Jedi, Um almost like a, another side of that where you have the ultra rich that also kind of don't care because to them, they're just trying to make money off the war. They don't care who's, you know, what side it is. the, people who are making the X-Wings and the TIE fighter or whatever, they're, the resistance fighters, it's the same people that are making, they just, for them, it's just a way to make money. So they don't care who's in charge either. But to them, it's a little bit more of a selfish thing. Whereas um, I think a, a local population on a, on a on a planet, for them, it's not that they don't care. It's just they have bigger things to worry about. It's their own survival because only they care about their survival. I feel like I went off on Ronnie, there, with that. <laughs>
0: no, you're no, I, I I those were all things that I was going to bring up at some point. I I do think there's a connection between that saying and DJ's saying of, you know, it, it doesn't matter Do you know, don't join um because, you know. Like there's you a almost greater, don't want to have There's an a greater galaxy
4: out there beyond you know, the politics and the war. There are, you know, the innocent bystanders and there's the ones that actually pr- make the profit off of it but are also like I don't care like this has nothing to do with me I don't give, give a crap so
3: what do you think Ronnie? do you agree uh, I, I agree that it doesn't matter who is in control of the galaxy they're the impression of the little guy who reaps no benefit from either faction being in control is the same uh you'll get the same vibe from people that are enslaved like uh like the little kids on Cantobite uh you'll get the same <clears throat> the same vibe from uh the going back to clone wars or no I'm sorry going back to rebels the twilix that after the uh clone wars like it was I think like a... Almost like an everyman for themselves... You know, when the lawlessness hit the galaxy... The the Empire didn't really do much about it... Unless the planet had something to offer them... Like a natural resource... Or we need to put a shipyard here... Or we need to have a... Uh, 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 it's part of the hyperspace route... So we need to make sure that these five planets stay... You know, cool... So let's put a heavy military force there... To prevent an uprising or lawlessness... But for the two planets that were off on the side whatever ruling government was there didn't care um to go back to the original point i think it doesn't matter to the little guy who's in charge because no matter who's in charge the little guy is not seeing any benefit or any assistance from the big government you know you even
4: see it time and time again in clone wars um with whenever they were going on their adventures somewhere like the not so much the resistance, but the kind of, you know, you see that attitude where like the clones would come. They're like, we don't want, you know, war on our planet. Like you, you know, we were fine before you guys showed up. Like they don't, they don't care because to them it's just, there's the conflict and it's, you know, if it ends up on their home planet, then they are the ones who suffer from it. I think
3: they don't, I think they don't care because they feel that the gut, the, I don't want to say government. Like you you were saying though, that like
4: they come, they get, you know, if there's some benefit for, for the bigger guy, they get what they need and they leave, but then, like, the little yeah. guy is just left. You're only here because you want with... something.
3: You know, th- this, these two warring factions have been warring for centuries, and now here comes the Republic, or now here comes the, the, the Empire, under the guise of, hey, we're here to help, but really you want the kyber crystals that we found in, in the mine, or whatever it would be, you know. So I, I think he's, uh, I forgot the character, but Bill Burr is 100% correct. Like, to these people who were on the bottom of the food chain in the galaxy, it doesn't matter who's the ruling party. It's all the same to them. They it, look, at, look at slavery out on Tatooine. The Jedi were well aware of it.
4: I was what? about to bring that up, too, because you hear Qui-Gon say it's like, or was it Qui-Gon? Yeah. Or, no, Shmi.
3: Yeah, the Republic doesn't exist out here. Yeah, the Republic doesn't exist out here. So it's, it's not this, you know, I think she said it in the impression of in the outer rim, it's not governed by, you know, the, the inner rim. They're, you know, uh, sovereign, I think is what it is. Like they're away from, uh, the, the ruling class, uh, the ruling government, outside whatever. of the
4: jurisdiction of the, but
3: the, literally what could the stop the Republic from sending people and sending ships to end slavery? Nothing, but they have There's no vested interest in it. Exactly. There's nothing to motivate to. Is it and no it, vested do you think it's no vested interest or it's just resources that
0: that are the issue in that type well, of resource, case?
3: Like, resources would be the 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 uh, I mean if you're talking about resources as how much can we afford to spend out for this? If you're talking about it like that, then I mean they don't see a benefit in just, doing it's it. It's just manpower. I mean it could be manpower well, like, like we say, you know like, we Tatooine have th- this
4: had some like like big factory that was like building the 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 ships for the republic, then they would ha- probably have a reason to you know go there and you know stick their nose in their business and possibly end slavery but there's nothing there for them there's i mean and it's almost it's almost like it's not that they don't care it's just you know they've got this whole galaxy that they're monitoring so they can't spread themselves thin yeah but
3: like that just something that just dawned to me like tatooine doesn't doesn't have a senator there's no representation for Tatooine in the Galactic Senate, so there's nobody to appeal to the the the, the wants and the needs and the politics of of the Galactic Senate to uh, advocate for Tatooine.
4: It's just a, it's just a dusty trash planet.
3: Yeah, exactly. That you we know, all it's love. like
4: it's
3: like Nork. <laughs> no, I, I,
2: I almost thought of it
0: more like like you know you're talking about like the the deep mountains uh, somewhere right where like like sure they're technically governed out there but if there's nobody there to govern it it's sort of you know in the wilderness of alaska who knows what really could happen in certain situations or places because there's no law there uh, you know there's nobody to enforce the laws or um you know not that they wouldn't but that they that there's just nobody out there because it's so remote um i've always thought tattooing's so far out there and it's so remote that like you know that for to send resources out to tatooine and by resources i might say you know new republic um you know manpower to end slavery or anything like, like that would cause them to lose grips on the inner core which
3: could then destabilize the whole you know republic and so i don't think that the republic with a clone army of infinite numbers would have an issue with we don't have enough guys to send detectives. Is it really
0: infinite numbers though i don't know that i agree that's infinite numbers because they have to grow the clones and they had you know however many million of them that they had but i don't think it was infinite numbers so and you know um i think you know I, I i i'm just saying that that's always the way that i've thought about th- some of these places is that they're just remote um, and so if they're remote enough now, I don't think that that would necessarily be the case in the situation of the Mandalorian, because obviously you have that, uh, you know, installation of the Imperial um, base there um, that, uh, you know, that is mining. Uh, that's the mining facility. And so that place isn't remote enough for the Empire not to exist there. Now, we, you know, why is there there is obviously for the resources, but those people are still there. So I think it's a slightly different case. But I do think that there, you know, and I mean, this is me maybe getting into, you know, sort of uh, thinking about, you know, thinking about it a little bit differently. But there are places in in this world where people live in poverty and regimes change. Right. And Mm -hmm. so they think it doesn't matter. But that's only because the regimes that they've experienced are. either they don't have any experience with or are, are very similar here. We're talking about two places that are fundamentally different, right? Two or two governance that are fundamentally different. One that really, you know, rules through control and, and, uh, and making sure everybody's in line and taking care of their power. And the other one that has is more principled in the, what they do?
3: You don't agree, Rodney? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on the other side of the coin just to make the conversation interesting. Um, okay. To, to quote a, a very wise Jedi, good and evil are a matter of point of view. So if you're a, if you're a smuggler, you have to now abide by the rules of the, the Republic, which is why some people wasn't really too cool about the New Republic after they took over after the empire but if you're in- yeah, but there's a fundamental difference between a, a a a
0: government that's willing to create a device to blow up your planet and you know and and the the republic which was you know trying to be representative and try to work in that way now did it function uh and was there corruption you know those are separate conversations but you know
3: from a fundamental point of view I'm going to assume the, the role of the bounty hunter smuggler, which is what uh, Bill Burr's character was. If you're trying right. to be, I'm really trying to stay away from real world politics, because I know that's Matt's like, thing with me. But like, if you want to be able to do what you want to do in the galaxy, either it's the Empire or it's the New Republic, one of the two of those is going to tell you you can't do it. And that that's that's what he's talking about. Like no if it's the Empire or if it's the Republic, somebody's gonna tell me that I can't do what I want to do. And, but and don't think you think those people on
0: that planet it if so let's so the, the Empire is there. The Empire runs into these people, right? Do you think mm-hmm. they're gonna help these people at all? Absolutely no, not. But, no. No, but if the Republic gets there, do you think that there's a chance that they would help those people?
3: No. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. I don't even agree what, with that. What, like, what would if, be what would be the republic's benefit to helping them?
0: uh, uh you know, a, a galaxy that does those t- that helps each other. That you know, isn't that part of the story of Star Wars? Is that you know, you the, what is Luke more, fighting you see that for? More
4: with like the rebellion and the resistance because they are not exactly governed. Well, they are, but it's kind of. Lucy goosey, because that's what like essentially is the fall of the new Republic is that they, you know, kind of are just so like, oh, we got to stick to stick to the rules here and they have their Senate and whatever. And Leia's like, yo, what the crap? Like first order is like popping up over here and they didn't want to do anything about it because they didn't want to go outside of their, you know, their comfort zone.
3: If we go back to DJ, DJ's point was very identical to Bill Burr's was, excuse me, no matter who's in charge, we're going to have to live within their ruling guidelines. So if I want to sell arms to that planet, I have to get authorization from the new Republic or the empire. Either way, I have to ask for permission to do something between two people or two governing or two planets or whatever. And I think that's kind of the whole concept of the DJ characters that no matter, you know, I, I want to be able to do something. I shouldn't have to ask a government's permission to do something because these ruling bodies... I still bodies think that there's relevant. a
0: fundamental difference between a, a fascist, you know, uh, you know uh,
3: em-
0: empire and a re- representative, you know, democracy, even though both have their issues. Like, on a fundamental level, one is, you know, really all about the needs of the few and the other is trying to represent the many and even though there are problems with both on a fundamental level you know one is you know the empire is really all about serving the emperor versus the you know new republic which is trying to develop a representative democracy and i'm not saying that there aren't failures but i think on a on a fundamental level those are you know those are two different things now the little guy does they benefit or not benefit uh, I'm not sure, but I think that I would. I think that if 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 the empire, in, you know, comes in contact with with a place where people are struggling, they're they're going to take advantage of them and or not help them at all. Where, you know, if the republic has the means, they're going to try to help those people um, in whatever way that they can.
3: Okay, how about this? So the government is basically like a business. You got money coming in, you got money going out, right? And like you said, right you know, we have to manage resources. If there's, if, if, if this planet needs aid, why, what's going to motivate the, uh, the Republic to give them aid if there's not a return for it? Well, that's, that's assumption that, that,
0: that, that's the only reason we like, there's no humanitarian efforts on the part of the government. So like, I, like, if I'm thinking about the difference between the two, There is no humanitarian effort on the part of the Empire. It doesn't exist, period. There is, maybe not a complete one, but a humanitarian effort on the part of the Republic um, based on, I would assume, based on the things we know about
3: the values that they were founded on. Has there, in any of the canon, has there been any, like, humanitarian aid to a planet that has not been, like, caught in the middle of a war? Between the two big factions that fight each other,
0: Not, I,
2: don't I don't know. I don't, but if you you,
0: you know, if you you t- know, if you if you if you you know, I think in the aftermath trilogy, you get a lot of Mon Mothma and her philosophy in starting the new government, and I think it's a reasonable assumption that 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 would be part of what she would want in her new government would be. To reach out to to
4: considering people. that p- people like her, like other se- like the other senators that were kind of like in her wheelhouse in terms of like they weren't so much corrupted and power hungry as like the rest of the Senate was. There was always that um, sense of um, like t- to help out to be a humanitarian. Um, although you only do really see a lot of that during the Clone Wars, which were because of a lot of because war. Of war that was planets
3: not for lack of a better term but, but that was I mean, more out of guilt i guess would you ever see the
0: separatists do anything humanitarian i mean that's
4: no but i guess I, I, i'm not saying that they're any better like either post, post, which is the point uh, post the original trilogy it'd be like more of like a re- reformation thing for some planets like a rebuilding thing but again because of war
3: because of war exactly so it's you know nobody went to tatooine to liberate the slave trade Nobody went to Cathar to stop the slave trade.
2: Yep.
0: The- but but so here's my point. In a, in aftermath, that's that is something that they did. They went and so the empire enslaved the Wookies, right? The but, same, but in aftermath, ever, like free the
4: Wookies. Goddamn, leave yes, the alone. In
0: aftermath, in aftermath, they free. Aftermath, they lead a mission to go free the Wookies. In aftermath, so that happens. You know, I don't know if they can free, if They're able to free everybody, but after that, they went to free the the Wookiees um, on Kashyyyk. So, so, you know, so that's my, that's sort of one of my my comparisons is that, like, on a fundamental level, the empire would tolerate or would even um, enslave people themselves where the New Republic, even though they can't entirely enforce, you know, um, slavery laws because they might be spread too thin, if they have the means to, they will end slavery where they see it.
3: So right? and that's my fundamental s-
0: difference between the two
3: why was slavery allowed to happen on canto bite
4: was it slave i mean i guess so well, that was kind wasn't, of it was a slavery it canto so, uh, yeah slavery.
0: i don't know if it was slavery or it was in i mean maybe or so it's so it in you know i mean the i don't little little know
3: kids were, the little kids were supposedly slaves like
4: but was that planet little, under any like, like boy like was it under the jurisdiction. Yeah, I don't know. Who, control, who controlled Cantabite? Yeah, that's it. Like, the First Order, or was it like a. Um, like it's its own. Like it's
3: independent. I don't know. Yeah, independent. We, or... have have, we also might have to have a class discussion. There is a whole, is a whole book on Cantabite <laughs>
4: that I have not read yet, so that might be explained right. there.
3: I listened to the audiobook. They don't mention who governs them.
4: Oh, really? So, oh. Yeah. What the hell do they talk about then?
3: You know what it is? It's Little Small Adventures of People <laughs> at Cantabite. So like imagine like five people, it, it's like a like almost like a Tarantino movie. Like five people have different. Covering something that
4: would know, <laughs> actually like be that. beneficial to the story. No, I'm not. No, shitting. No, none
3: I'm gonna, of none of the ancillary Star Wars media affects the main story. That's kind of their rule.
4: Not so much affects. Yeah, the story, oh, yes
3: and no. i say that sometimes it has implications. It
4: some, usually they what? give substance. Mm. They add well. to it in terms of like explaining what.
3: They add to what... it, but none of them dictate. Or affect the main story that's in the movies. No, but the, I mean,
4: if we knew, like, if they explained, like,
3: it's just filler. I don't know. I don't it, know. It fills in stuff. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't want to go on a tangent. That, but uh, <laughs> this whole podcast I is think...
4: about tangents. I mean, we're not. We're not. We're not. You know, diverting Voice anywhere too far.
3: Um, <laughs> I, don't start I totally about agree with uh, with Bill Burr, and like that. It it doesn't matter who's in control the bottom of the rung is going to be the bottom of the rung and unless there is a benefit to the ruling party to lend us hand to something they don't just do it arbitrarily that's the that's, that's the, the 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 downside of being on the bottom rung is nobody's going to help you unless they want something from you or your planet or your area or your workforce i mean they freed the wookies but then, what happened to them? Did they go that's back? Because to the Wookiees
4: were constantly enslaved. Yeah. It's just constant topic yes, of discussion. Yeah. Well, no, that's what that's to Wookiees afterwards? <laughs> did, they,
3: did they get jobs, and now they're on a labor force? that either they're getting paid, but they're still doing the same job. But I mean, I don't know. You're uh, saying you
0: wouldn't. Have, you're saying you wouldn't have a preference. So you wouldn't have a preference for who is in who is in charge, the Empire or the New Republic. You wouldn't have any preference.
3: Well, okay. I think I would have a preference but something that I think the Mandalorian may be doing low key is showing you that the the the, the republic wasn't as cookie cutter clean as we all thought and that's going to come out of the Cassian show I think
4: because It's kind of like the, with, an in, oh. in, in, inside Yeah, no, we, no,
0: that's that's true.
4: at the little guy yeah. that you know right. beyond so, the big picture of, you know the Skywalker they
0: started to muddy up they've already started to muddy up the rebellion but i think that that's like that, that there's always going to be you know individuals and maybe and maybe there was a little it w- the rebellion was a little bit dirtier because again it's war but i i'm i'm more trying to think about the, like what do what would the government ins- aspire to be whether it succeeded is a separate issue but what would it aspire to be and i think that there is a fundamental difference for what the empire aspires to be versus what the Republic
4: No, aspires. I mean hundred well, percent. I mean the, the the Empire had its one well, goal. The of... Empire
3: wanted order through restriction, and we don't through annihilation. Action.
4: But it was <laughs> but well, it's, it's, the, it's the core a, desire well, it's, for power and to be the you know the you know to have the iron fist. You know well, the iron ripped. the iron fist
3: is is the result of not but, following the guidelines. Why am I the one that's advocating for the empire? But the
4: core of it <laughs> was sorry. ruling through fear, while versus a functioning government that's like not
0: right. Ruling through through fear. So like, you know, if uh, if a a group of people is on this land, right, and they're just you know low low rung people, and the empire wants that land, how are they getting that land?
3: They're going to use their their uh, high numbers to take it.
0: They're gonna kill everybody. They're gonna kill everybody.
3: Well, th- I, the I republic
0: think they, they, needs they, they that would... land. They're not gonna kill everybody to get it.
3: But we have we haven't seen how the republic works. We haven't seen how the republic does that. I'm sorry. Get ahead,
4: of- no, I'm just saying that like one is slightly better than the other. But at the end of the day, it's like you know this one. You know, I don't know how to put it. Um, this one ruling government cannot possibly monitor every single planet, every, you know, village and system. So it doesn't matter at the end of the day who it is because somebody's getting get ignored or neglected. Right. You know what I'm saying?
3: To go back to Matt, I totally see what you're saying, Elena. But to go back to Matt, we, have, <laughs> we haven't seen how the... How the get it, you empire. pro operates, empire. Right? right? We haven't seen how they operate. And the Mandalorian is going to show us how the new republic rules so now we know we got
0: a little uh, bit i mean we've seen it in, we've we've seen it in some of the books and stuff so like it's not completely a bit. not there
3: we, we'll get more as the show goes on but we've already seen you know patrolling people people running your signature to see if you have a warrant you know uh, uh checks and and reports and you know it, it it's it's little but i think it could get to the point to where we realized that the new republic wasn't as good as we have been told originally. We've had, I'm 43, we've had 43 years of the empire is bad, but like now we're starting to see that the republic ain't so great. So, as we've had this discussion, same...
4: too, before, say again. That- I was saying we we definitely had this discussion before on a previous episode where we kind of start to see. I think with the prequels, I think we we settled on that there that it's not so not as black and white as the original trilogy made it to be, which is not a bad thing. It was just like that's just the way movies were. It's like a, it was targeted at kids. It wasn't meant to be super deep. Or complicated. Yeah, you needed
3: to see these as the good guys and these but as the bad with, guys. I think
4: with the prequels, that's when they started to introduce kind of more conflicting um, yep. perspectives, um, and and it gets more and more like that, more less black and white, and into the sequels. And that's why actually I like the Last Jedi because it shows it shows the good guys or good guys losing and with dj's comment about how it doesn't matter because there's just somebody making money off of this war they don't care what side it is so i think at the end of the day like we can definitely agree that there's no one pure
2: Oh,
0: yeah it possibly i mean we maybe we're going way too far into this because we could go into that because we could also have the discussion about (laughs) right but it's but it could but that could get into all the different you know How, who really rules the government? And then is there corruption, right? Because now all of a sudden, if we're talking about the wealthy and the wealthy who are profiting off of this, then, you know, then we have to talk about how, you know, then maybe it wasn't that the, on a fundamental level, that that the republic was bad, but that corruption crept in. Same thing that happened in the old, in the, in the republic with Palpatine. Palpatine crept in and took control and took power by corrupting the government and if palpatine hadn't done that yeah the, and, and, and you know, it's no different think- it's no
4: different from what you see in real life you know it's there's no one purely good government that, that doesn't exist you know when it comes to power and money there's always some level of corruption and and you know personal interest and you know desire for personal gain and not like Caring about other people. Now, I'm not saying that all governments are like that or all politicians or whatever are like that, but they're definitely there in every government, whatever organization. So it's no different. in. And I. that's why I, I was saying I like that they show this complexity in, in the newer movies because it's not black and white like that in real life. So, like, obviously, Star no, Wars no, is, is meant to be an escape that. from reality, but it would be super unrealistic to portray a one purely perfect government and one government it's like oh it's the bad guys i mean obviously like the idea of order like and and um there was like we talked about this they they did there was some benefit for the empire the death star provided jobs essentially or whatever you want to call it there were people who were working for the the empire who themselves weren't bad they just you know to them it was a job like you know what i'm saying it's no not,
2: yeah,
0: not I guess I, I guess that part perfect. I do agree with like that 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 like that both sides you know a majority of the people and a majority of the players are you know not good or bad but innocence and that yes. the major players are controlling everything and so that's where it comes down to the intentions of the major players and whether or not there's and, corruption and right and the empire like,
4: as a whole like there was some you could argue that there was some good within but at the end of the day, it was being ruled by a, a wrinkled uh, prune of a man who shot lightning out of his. Right. Fingertips. I mean, think about, think think, of, think about all the characters, really characters that out. we know
0: that were good that were originally imperial. Right. You're talking about. We, there's so many characters that were originally imperial. Ooh, yeah, I mean, Luke actually. was looking to go to the imperial base, but Han was imperial, and Sabine was imperial, and and Wedge was imperial, and Pinocchio. you know.
3: The guy that was in charge of the Queen's security on Naboo, he became right. a moth. Yes. <laughs> so you have a a supposedly good guy that enlisted and, and stayed with the, the ruling body of the government into the Empire. So now, Not just
4: him, he, even, uh, what is it, Admiral Yularin? He seemed like a pretty cool dude throughout the Clone Wars, um, but he, he became an he Imperial see, officer. He
3: didn't seem to do nothing bad. You know, because well, but it's also it's also interesting. And
0: but it's also interesting, which they've started to touch on in a few places. But it definitely a place that they could explore more. Which is, if you're an imperial pre destruction of Alderon, might be a different game for you, where you're just like, listen, I believe in the order, and we're going around and we're enforcing and we're doing all these things. But the second that you blow up an entire planet, um, you know, it might be interesting to to look more at how that affect. And they have done it in certain cases. I mean, Lost Stars is is a is a is a great book that kind of explores both sides of, you know, digging in and Star you know, and really lovers. being upset about all the all of the people that were killed on the Death Star, but then also like recognizing that like they had it coming because they blew up a stinking planet. So, um so there is the there is definitely plan. some gray areas that there is definitely some gray areas that I think that I think are right and I don't and I think Rodney you're right on like to the individual person it won't matter I I don't know that it doesn't though matter fundamentally to the galaxy in general um, like I said if you're if you're these if you're these people who kind of live kind of isolated and your 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 state you know you, where your status in life is is unaffected by who's in government it doesn't matter but again if government shows up at your
4: effect there is a trickle effect that right. What also, if that the government top, then we'll eventually... shows up on
0: your doorstep, like what are they going to do to you when you get there? And that's what I said. Like, the Empire shows up, and they want that land. They're killing everybody. The Republic shows up, and they're or negotiating. Or they force
4: you out. Like, Maybe
0: they're... not kill, but they will uproot
3: you. The Empire, along with the Republic, both had prison camps. Because so Yeah, but it
0: also could. But that, but that doesn't matter. It, it, but the people you put in the prison camps, it, it could be different. So, like, yes, they're going to have prison camps because there are fundamentally bad people who are going around. I was going say the rebellion laws, definitely but, had but, but,
3: too. But the laws right. are based off of perspective, and good and bad are all based on perspective. Think about it. Well, if yes, yes, I know, to- but but. but
0: but, but, but I, I feel like, but I feel like the empire, if they don't like the way you look at them, they're gonna throw you in a prison camp where you have to have broken a specific law. Or that, the Republic the to stick you into a prison.
3: Cruel? As far as, like, okay, you, you may have your one officer who's on a power trip and, like, oh, don't look at me there, you you filthy alien person. But, like, he's got to justify why he put that guy in there. Because the Empire is about, why am I advocating for the Empire so hard? And this is kind of bugging me. I know. Anyway, I have to get my Imperial <laughs> hat put on for the podcast. Anyway, like, there's still checks and balances with the Empire. Like, You know, what law did he break? Oh, well, subsection 2.658, whatever. He was smuggling, you know, Bantha fur. Okay, so that's why he's in jail. But really, he gave me a dirty look and he, you know, backtalked me. For the perspective of, again, going back to the smuggler, because the smuggler is the guy that is operating on the underground market. So he's the one They're that, also
0: doing illegal stuff, right? <laughs> so, like, technically they're doing is it. All rainbow.
3: based on perspective. Is you know, spice was legal, and in some places not legal, and depending on what spice it was. But you know, for the but the empire,
0: but the empire was arbitrary with how they dealt with the smugglers, right? If you benefit, you know, like, like, so, like, if you if you were the empire and they were doing something in direct conflict for something you needed, then they would deal with you. Versus the republic, if you were not breaking any laws, the 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 way that they dealt with you would be very different. So, like, it, 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 it's, you know, the Empire would... I, I feel I like the Empire, imperial. like, if you're doing something don't like you, they're killing you.
3: I, I don't think the Empire... Man, I'm advocating for the Empire. Fine. Let me go get my... my You've been
4: part. advocating for the Empire? <laughs> Hold on. Where's he going? I feel like there's been
0: oh going God. on. But like, well, like, so, here, wait, I'm going to go to Darth Vader, right? Darth well, Vader God. and the Empire, you're working for Darth Vader, and you screw up, he kills you, he chokes you to death. Right,
2: there's
4: nobody also, in the Republic. He's
0: choking on you today a death. higher
4: level. Which it's funny to think because it's like I often think about. I, I've made jokes about it all the time, but I'm like, I was always like, what the hell was Palpatine doing in his free time? Was he actually like doing any kind of governing, or was he like chi- <laughs> love the imperial hat, Ronnie, or was he just Thank like chilling like on his chair playing like Nintendo or something? Like what? He just needed to flex every, you know, so often or something. Like,
3: I don't think the Imperials were that absolute. I don't
2: think they were Well, I, don't I mean, it could, like, you can kind oh, of say, like, you argue that like, can argue so, that even, like
4: with the separatists, like, obviously, Dooku was bad news, but a lot of the separatist senators were not like that.
0: Love it. Right. So, what, what was it? What was the one? What, Vontari or whatever. Uh, it's, you know, the Vontaris um, were trying to yeah. work through peace. Right.
4: Bon, that was the one that
0: that Bon-Terry, was the the, like that. the ones that uh, Ahsoka, so- Ahsoka met the the one guy. Son. The, um, the
4: senator. Yeah. Right. Sun, the son. Yeah.
0: And then there was a, right. And this. And then there was the, the separatist senator. Um, no, I'm. I don't think that that's absolute on either side. But I'm no, saying, I mean, yeah, as as an entity and as what they represent. But the empire I mean, was I do being ruled by a, by a
4: wrinkly old guy. That that was a Sith. Wrinkly or,
0: old guy. Yes. You
4: know. I don't think he had an ounce you know, of. I mean, any good in him. <laughs> so nah, can agree nah, on that at guy. least.
0: Uh, i Listen, this has been enlightening, Rodney. Um, we know now where your allegiance. <laughs> Is...
4: <laughs> Are you that surprised though? I feel like he's always been pro.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Hell, First of all, I think Rodney would have been contrary. For, the, for those
4: of you who can't, obviously can't see us, he he whipped out his imperial officer hat and was wearing it for like yes. a good few minutes there.
0: <laughs> I kissed the cog. Yes, and it, and it and it and it and it suits you, man. It suits you. Um, so I guess we know. You say I kissed the cog.
3: I kissed the cog. <laughs> I'm all about order, keep it okay. straight, no deviations. But I, I think we're going to find that. Any ruling government. Ah, oh, I don't want to make it real world, but you know it is what it is. Any ruling government. Is listen, listen. To, you
0: can listen. You can do it without being political. You can talk you about it without at me being later political. On
3: text chats. <laughs> like, oh my god, I want to stay away from like real world incidents. I think any ruling government is going to have restrictions that at some point is going to affect somebody that wants to do something that's outside of that restriction, and I think that right. is where Bill Burr's character and where. Um, like Mandalorians and we're bounty hunters and we're smugglers are all going to have an issue with whatever ruling body that there is, because they're not going to be able to do what they want to do without either asking permission or facing a consequence for it.
0: Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree with that. My only thing is there's still a difference between again, the fascist empire and the, you know, um, representative democracy in their fundamental what they're trying to do from a fundamental level. Um, I, I feel like right like, maybe. you know like one is tr- serving the serving one is serving the individual and the other is attempting maybe failing but attempting to serve the many.
3: Uh, well, I, I I don't know. I mean, the Empire made it clear like we are here to bring order to the galaxy. They're very outwardly spoken about their thing we don't really know what the new republic's mission statement is we're finding it out a little bit you know little by little as the mandalorian shows us what the world is like after imperial rule you know before yeah
4: i feel like you know, we're at an impasse
3: well, I, I, it, is, it is i felt I, like we're talking sir,
0: we're talking in circles on this one here rodney we're going to you find know there's no listen dark side to be continued Maybe. Should we continued we'll find out maybe Stay listen uh, i'm glad we had this conversation cuz i think it went exactly the way that my one friend who kind of like talked to me about it um was kind of thinking that it was which is that it's it's not cut and dry and i do agree with that aspect of it that it's not so cut and dry um as there is with any government like you know there the the act of governing um is complicated and messy and uh
4: especially on a large so scale and so that
0: you know it Right. So on a large scale, it's you're going to have issues there and, you know, and it's just a matter of 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 how you take it. And, um, you know, at this point, um, Rodney and I are at an impasse. We won't be speaking to each other again till maybe the next podcast, Um, because, you know, we're just we're just we're just two opposites. We're just two opposites, man. You know, just like that. Here's a a real world example.
3: Only the Sith (laughs) deal in absolutes. There, general Kenobi.
2: How dare you oh my God. Help me, guys.
0: We made it there. Um, that was actually kind of fun. Thank you. That was, that was very entertaining and enjoyable. I appreciate it. Um, I'm a little bummed that Albert missed that out because I'm sure Albert would have taken us on uh, another tangent. Oh
2: my God. Um,
0: and then those of you, I don't know if I said this when we Tangenting. came back, but Albert had to, had to, uh, had to jet um, in between uh, uh, these two segments. So he is no longer with us. In case you thought he just disappeared or didn't have anything to say, um, I'm sure he has plenty to say. Maybe we'll just record one episode of just him rebutting everything that we said. Um, probably wrong, not going to happen. You're but wrong. it would be clones Forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
4: Nothing but clones. Please. On that note,
0: yes, yeah, so it's all the clones. As long as it represents the clones, it's all good. Um, thank, but thank you guys. That was fun. Um, as, uh, as always um and so before we wrap up let's uh talk about where you can find us on social media so elena uh where can we find you
4: uh you can find me on instagram and twitter at elena underscore strikes and i do have links to other social media in the link in my bios
0: right there's so many now i feel like it's just like here go to this one site and you can find (laughs) everything else not that i use any of them but i know that
3: you you have a few and
0: and uh I try so to i get lazy where can we get
3: you you can
0: find
3: me, <laughs> can find me on instagram at lord underscore dread d-r-e-a-d
0: awesome awesome and uh again you can find me at bmtn1111 but why would you because i don't really check them so i don't even know why i even say that anymore you really want to try to find us we'll on the podcast. Me yeah don't talk to me at the at the wills pod for uh, Instagram and Twitter Um, search for um, voice of the wills on Facebook or the wills podcast at gmail.com to get us through email Um, it'd be interesting to see if you had thoughts on this Um, I think we did a decent job Rodney of making it real world without getting political in the real world Um, but maybe we didn't I'm sure people are going to try to say that we're uh, you know whatever we are um, Canceled and I don't know if they'd be right or wrong Canceled Honestly
4: Canceled Now
0: you're starting
3: to sound like a separatist
0: <laughs> You're right The truth is I The truth is I don't think we've ever actually talked politics in real life either so, um, so I wouldn't even know what your politics are Which is all good Anyway Thanks everybody I don't need to go on a tangent at the end of the show
4: But this is
2: the tangent podcast <laughs>